Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. (laughs) I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the one question every single blogger should answer. I don't know how many times I've had someone approach me saying something like, you know, I've been blogging for X amount of time and I can't seem to get it to take off. Not getting any traffic, not making any sales, not doing anything. Should I give up, Leslie? Should I give up? My answer is that is always that they need to answer this one question and I'm going to tell you what that question is today and how you can answer that. Um, I also have a few announcements to make and a few questions that were called into the hotline. So lots to cover so stay tuned. That is what we're going to talk about today. All right, lots to get into today. So I'm just going to dive right in. How about that? Let's do that. Okay, so I have three announcements to make. The first announcement, for me, it's exciting, um, and that is that Become a Blogger Premium is reopened, and it's reopened in a different way. You know, in, in March, we did our initial relaunch, and we did that to test out a few aspects of the program. Last month, in August, we did our second relaunch to test out the affiliate system. Everything is working to the way I would want it to work, um, and I am comfortable having it open and leaving it open. So there's no pressure. There's no trying to get a bunch of people in within a short period of time or anything of that sort. It's just a quality program that's open that can help you to learn how to blog and all of that stuff. Um, So if you're interested in becoming a Become a Blogger premium member and you're not a premium member already, uh, you can go to becomeablogger.com slash upgrade and you'll get all of the training on how to build a blog and turn it into something successful. So that's the first announcement. The second announcement is that my blog is, has, and will continue to be, <laughs> it has been reorganized. If you go to becomeablogger.com, I'm, I'm changing a few things because I want to make it more accessible, more user-friendly, uh, more cohesive, and I want it to accomplish the goals that I've set out for the blog. Um, so if you go to the blog, you'll notice that the navigation bar is, a, uh, the navigation menu is a little different. There's the home and the about then there's a link to the members area a link to the podcast but then there's a new page that is the resources page because I keep getting people sending me emails and asking questions in the comments saying hey what do you use for your podcast or what do you use to edit your podcast or what do you use um, what kind of plugins do you use on WordPress so I compiled a list of everything I use uh, and I'll be adding on to that list most likely Uh, And you can go to that resources page and get 
all of those links to everything. So if you have a question in terms of what I use to record my videos, you can go there and you'll see exactly the equipment, the software, uh, the resources that I use, uh, which is a beautiful thing. Then there's a get help section and that is it's something that I'm very excited about. You can go there and see the questions that have been asked. And it's it's a knowledge base, but it's more interactive. If you, if you have a question, it's not answered there. You can ask it there. I can chime in and give you the answer and anyone else can join in. It's not a forum, but it has that kind of a concept. Um, so you can get the questions answered that you want to get answered. Um, so... It's being reorganized still. I'm still making a few changes, so it might be a little different by the time you check it out, but I'm making it more user-friendly uh, to give more value to you and anyone else that uh, reads the blog and check out, checks out the podcast and all that stuff. The last excitement, I mean, the last excitement, <laughs> the last announcement I am very excited about, and that is that I've been accepted to speak at New Media Expo in Las Vegas, January 6th through 8th. Now, if you don't know what New Media Expo is, in the past it has been called a blog world. All right, I spoke at Blog World back this summer, and that was an awesome experience. I got to meet some great people. I got to present, and it was just awesome. I was on a panel discussion uh, back then. Now, for this one, I'm doing my own own session and that session is entitled how to podcast like a pro and never edit and the subtitle is say goodbye to post-production now if you don't know about my podcasting stuff i podcast and i don't edit anything why because i don't have the time i'm a full-time university professor i have a lot of things happening we're about to have our first child our son uh that's coming in november there's a lot on my plate in addition to my biology blog and the become a blogger blog and the podcast and all that good stuff uh, so i don't have as much time as some other people may have to work on what they do online so when i do my podcast, I record it, and then I post it. All the music, all the everything happens as I'm recording it, and then I just post it. So I'm going to be sharing my strategies in a session in the podcasting track at New Media Expo. So if you're going to be at New Media Expo, make sure to check me out. If you're not going to be, but you would like to be, go over to the New Media Expo site. I should have a link to that in the show notes for this episode. This is episode number 90. So just go to becomeablogger.com slash episode 90 and I'll have a link to go to New Media Expo and you can check it out and purchase a ticket and come down there and connect with me. That would be awesome. I would love to see you there uh, if you can make it. It's a great opportunity to learn more about blogging, but not just that, to network with other bloggers that are doing awesome things in the world. I mean, yeah, it's it's just one of those amazing experiences. And if you come, you will not regret it. And you get to meet me. And I get to meet you. A beautiful thing. All right. So those are all the announcements. Uh, now I want to get into the topic for today. And then afterwards, I have a few questions that were called in, three questions that were called into the hotline that I'm going to be answering. So let's go into it. What is that one question? You know, a lot of people start blogs and most blogs never get anywhere. I, I don't know what the percentage is. I had that stat at one point, but most blogs 
never make it anywhere. Most people that start a blog to build a business out of it never make money with it. Um, I, I, I know the stat for that was something like 86% of all bloggers uh, have reported according to a survey that was done by blogging.org. And I'm pretty sure it's 86. It's either 86 or 82%. Uh, but they reported that they have never made $100 with their blog. And it, it it's it's... It's interesting because it's something that a lot of people ask me about. Um, you know, I've been blogging for X number of months, but I'm still not able to do anything significant. So what I tell them is that they need to answer this one question. Okay, it's going to sound very simple, but it can really revolutionize what you do online and transform your entire online business. That question is this. What makes your blog or your business different? What makes it different? What makes it unique? Uh, some people call this the unique selling proposition. What is your unique selling proposition? This is a term that was uh, invented. I mean, yeah, invented by Rosser Reeves in his book *Reality in Advertising*, and he he proposed this term, unique selling proposition, as he was analyzing some um, companies and campaigns that were run in the 1940s. And I want to read up an excerpt of his book in terms of what he considers to be uh, what you need to keep in mind as you're developing this unique selling proposition. So point number one, three points. Each advertisement must make a proposition to the consumer. Not just words, not just product puffery, uh, not just show window advertising. Each advertisement must say to each reader, and this is the key, buy this product and you will get this specific benefit. Or as a blogger, this is how I would translate that, read this blog and you will get this specific benefit. What is that specific benefit to your reader? So that's point number one. Number two from his book, the proposition must be one that the competition either cannot or does not offer. It must be unique, either a uniqueness of the brand or a claim not otherwise made in that particular field of advertising. This is exactly what I was saying. It, it needs to be unique. What makes your blog different? And number three, the proposition must be so strong that it can move the mass millions. For example, pull over new customers uh, to your product. So it, it needs to be so unique that people are going to want to come to it. And, you know, he says mass millions because he's doing it. He's talking about on a, a, a grand scale. Um, but it may not be mass millions for you, but it still has to pull over new people to your brand, to your blog, to your product, to your business. That needs to be the case. You need to have a unique selling proposition. Now, when I was starting my biology blog, if you don't know if this is maybe one of your first episodes that you're listening to, I am a university professor. I was a high school teacher, and I just loved biology. I wanted to teach at a university level, but I didn't have a PhD, so I decided to start a biology blog to teach exactly what I wanted to teach. And as a result of that, I am now a university professor because my blog was been I've been able to establish the blog as an authority when it comes to biology and when it comes to the, the advanced topics that I was teaching and that gave me leverage to be able to get this awesome job that I love so much. Now 
when I was doing my research, I saw that there were a lot of biology blogs, but they didn't do what I wanted to do. And that was make short biology videos about one specific topic at a time, breaking down uh, complicated topics in a way that anyone can understand them because they're short, they're easy, they're to the point, and they do it with the style that I wanted to do it with. That was different, and it still is different than any other biology blog out there. I don't know any other biology blog out there like mine because... I don't think there is any <laughs> others like there. It's unique. It's different. And you need to ask yourself, what makes yours different? And I'll give you some tips in terms of how to make your blog different because that is one of the most important aspects of your blog. When it comes to become a blogger, there are many blogging courses out there um, and you know many great blogging courses out there. And I've taken a number of blogging courses and I've taken a number of courses in internet marketing in general. And with most of the courses that I've been a part of, um, you know, it's, it's taught by some guru that knows a lot, which is great, that has established themselves as an expert and authority, but you don't have as much access to that person. It's not set up in a way where you can get a lot of a lot of your questions answered by that particular guru or the person that's running that course. So when I developed become a blogger, one of the core things that I wanted to make sure is that if someone comes in and they're new, they're they're new to the whole world of blogging and they have a simple question. Doesn't matter how simple it is. They can come and they can ask and I will be right there to answer their question. That to me makes it unique. That makes it different than any other blog, blogging course out there. Um, and not just that. When it comes to become a blogger, and this is something that I'm going to emphasize in a little bit, when it comes to become a blogger, when it comes to interactive biology, what I try to do is put my personality in there because I know that my personality is w different than everybody else because we're all unique individuals. So the more of yourself you put out there, that makes your content unique. Another example, this is a, a great example that I love to go to because I admire what he's doing. Pat Flynn from smartpassiveincome.com. If you don't know who he is, then you need to head on over to that blog and check out what he's doing because he's a great guy. Um, I've learned a lot from him. And when he started his blog, you know, talking about how to make a passive income online, you know, work hard now and um, reap the benefits later or something of that sort. I don't remember the exact tagline, uh, but he went out and he recognized that no one or not a lot of people were being 100% transparent with the earnings of the pro projects that they are working on. So he decided, you know what? I'm going to do that. No one else is doing that. I am going to do that. Now a lot of people are doing it, but he was the first, if not one of the first, to do it in the transparent way that he does it, where he publishes it once a month and you see everything that he's doing uh, and he kind of gives a, a good recap. He, he, he tells you where his money is coming from, how he's spending his money and all that kind of stuff to grow his business, but not in a way that it seems cocky in a way that you can actually learn from it. And that was a unique selling proposition. So I encourage you to answer that question. What makes your blog 
unique? What makes it different? What is your unique selling proposition? If you don't know the answer to that question, please find the answer to that question before you continue because it'll give you more focus, it'll allow you to um, have a bigger impact, and it'll allow your, uh, your blog to reach a larger audience. Now, how do you go about making your blog different? Okay, so this is what I would like you to do. I'm going to give you the exact steps. Number one, go to Google and do a search for other blogs in your niche and see what they're doing. So you can find, let's say, five other bloggers or websites that are popular um, and just search for them. So if in my situation, what I would do is I would go to biology, I mean, to Google, and I'd search for biology blog, or I could search for physiology blog. I can search for uh, biology or top biology websites or anything of that sort. And then when I do that, I will see a number of results. Then I'd look through those results and I see exactly what they're doing. Are they writing articles? Are they doing videos? What types of videos are they doing? Are they posting pictures and all that kind of stuff? I went and that's exactly what I did. I found a number of blogs and I saw that they were doing a lot of things. So the next thing is asking yourself, what do they have to offer? So you go and you do the search for um, other blogs in your niche, other popular websites in your niche. You, s you then look at what they are offering. And when I did that, I saw that they had all kinds of resources. They had videos, pictures, study guides, uh, handouts, and all these things. Then the next step, after you've looked for other blogs, answered the question, what are, what are they offering? The next question is more important. This is, the, this is the essential thing. Ask yourself the question, what are they missing? What is missing? What don't they offer? Okay? So for me, I saw that no other blogs were offering short biology videos, one topic of a t at a time where the person is talking about that topic in a way that they're breaking down really complicated things in a simple way, in a way that I like to break it down. Um, and maybe there are some doing it, but I couldn't find any at the time. So I knew that if I could fill that void, fill that gap, I could have something significant that I would be able to grow into a thriving online business. And that is exactly what happened. So what's the next step? Once you figure out what's missing, provide that thing that is missing. It makes sense, right? Once you've seen that gap, you fill that gap. So number one, look for other blogs in your niche. Number two, answer the question, what are they offering? Number three, answer the question, what are they missing? Number four, you provide what's missing. And then the last one, this is, when it comes to blogging, people come because of you. So what you need to do is add your personality. I put my personality in everything I'm doing online. When I first started, I didn't do that. But as I grew and as I learned, I started realizing the more of my personality I put in, the more people will identify with my personality and be drawn to what I'm doing. So when it comes to my biology site, you know, Biology, I mean, I deal with topics like neurobiology, neuroscience, physiology, and a bunch of complicated things. Now, if you go to a, a typical blog about neurobiology, what do you expect to find? Well, a bunch of 
complicated text and uh, research articles and all these different types of things, but I wanted mine to be different. So I'm going to read you a piece of my about page, a section from my about page, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. This is how it goes. Okay. So here's the real deal. We all know that there are many people out there who don't like biology. Okay, okay. There are even many out there who hate it with a passion. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe such a fascinating topic with so much valuable information and people actually don't like it. Can you fancy that? Here's the thing. I have a theory. My theory is that most people who don't like it don't like it because of the way it is taught to them. A bunch of $100 words by a very intelligent teacher. Now, I'm not trying to bash on teachers because they, and I put in parentheses, we, are important. However, sometimes it is necessary to break down concepts into little bite-sized chunks. Now, does this sound like a blog that's going to be teaching neurobiology and anatomy and physiology? Not at all. That's because it is different. It is very different. And that's exactly what I'm going for. So you need to answer this question for me. And I want you to answer it in the comments. I want you to hold, I'm going to hold you accountable for this. Come to the blog and the show notes for this episode, becomeablogger.com slash episode 90 and answer this question. You might have to think about it for a while, but this is your homework assignment. I want you to answer this question, um, write it down, and then come to the blog and let me know the answer. The question is, what makes your blog different? Or if there's nothing that makes your blog different as yet, I want you to ask, what answer, what will make your blog different as you move from here on out? All right? So come back and answer that. So I hope you got a lot of value from that. I have three questions that I want to get into um, that were called into the hotline. Just as a reminder, if you have a question that you would like to ask, uh, you can call the hotline and the number is... 888-835-2414. And you can ask your questions there. Uh, the best thing to do is follow me on Facebook, LeslieOnFacebook.com. That's going to be the Become a Blogger Facebook page. And whenever you have a question, uh, no, I'm sorry, whenever I'm going to be posting an episode, which is every Tuesday, um, and I want specific questions for those specific episodes, I'm going to let you know about it right there. And you can call in those specific questions um, for the specific episode. So the first question is from Carrie Green from ChristianHomeAndFamily.com. So take it away, Carrie. Hi, Leslie. This is Carrie Green from ChristianHomeAndFamily.com. I have a question for you regarding using keywords. Um, two questions, really. First question has to do with keywords in the title of your blog post. I hear two things when I read about uh, blog posts. One is to make your title as provocative as possible, but then the other is to make sure you include the keywords in that title. Well, sometimes it seems to me it's not possible to do both uh, because in order to make a provocative title, you have to leave out the keywords that you're trying to rank for sometimes just because, you know, to be, have a catchy title. So first of all, I'd like to hear your opinion on that, which matters more, having the catchy title or having the keywords in the title. And then secondly, uh, can you uh, try to rank for multiple keywords in the same blog post? And if so, how do you go about doing that? Thanks, Leslie. Appreciate your show. God bless. 
All right, Carrie, thank you so much for uh, calling in those questions. You know, when it comes to your titles, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, and I think there's some value to it, uh, you shouldn't be doing just one thing. Every, every title that you write shouldn't be because you want to rank for sp uh, specific keywords. And every title that you write shouldn't necessarily have a catchy title. I mean, a catchy title is great, um, but in some situations, you might want to use a title just because that's what people are searching for. I'll give you an example. When I started my biology blog, I noticed that a lot of people were searching for pictures of a diagram, I mean, diagrams of a human heart or pictures of a human heart. And there was a keyword phrase that a lot of people were searching for, and that keyword phrase was, show me, show me pictures of uh, the human heart or something of that sort. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's something along those lines. Uh, so I decided to compile a list of pictures, a bunch of pictures that I posted on a blog post, and it was a bunch of pictures of a human heart from all different angles and different uh, sections and all that stuff. And I titled that post, Show Me a Diagram of the Human Heart, because a lot of people were looking for that. Now, up to today, I get a ton of searches uh, for people looking for that exact phrase, and it brings a significant amount of traffic to my site. But I don't think like that for every post. In fact, it takes a lot of work to be able to think like that for every post. I don't have the time. Uh, so some of my titles are just exactly what I'm teaching. Okay, and I find by just being natural, just being natural and writing titles as if you're trying to help people out so people know exactly what the blog post is about, that does well for search engine optimization. So, yes, you can go into Market Samurai, you can do a bunch of keyword research, you can do all these different things, but I don't have the time for it and I don't. I don't think that's the best way to spend your time. The best way to spend your time is coming up with great uh, content and posting that great content. Now, in terms of catchy titles, those are great. I wouldn't use that too, you know, I wouldn't be too extreme with that. Just be natural. Just be real and post great content. Can you rank for uh, multiple keywords at a time uh, in one blog post? My recommendation is to have one main keyword phrase that each blog post is, is targeting. And naturally, because you have written content, it will rank for everything else. Well, not everything else, but for other things. Um, and you will find that as you post more content and your, your site gets more authority in the search engines, you will find that you, you're starting to rank for things that you didn't even think about because... It's there's one line about it in one of your posts, you know. So it's interesting to see how that happens. Um, so, so in terms of optimizing your post for multiple keywords, uh, yes, you can do that. I wouldn't try to do that. I like to keep each article focused, each blog post focused, because I think then you're gonna get exactly the person that you're trying to target. And the more targeted they are, the better the quality of your traffic. So I hope that helped. And uh, I'm gonna move on to the next question from Jason from applicationtalk.com. Hey Leslie, my name is Jason and I blog at applicationtalk.com. I'm brand new to WordPress. I've heard you talk about uh, not using link building tools and software like that and I'm using Jetpack and I was wondering about the enhanced distribution feature on this and wanted to know if that was something you were talking about or if this was something that was safe and okay for me to do. Thanks for your podcast and everything you do. 
Jason, thank you so much for calling in that question. Uh, it's a great question. I, I just want to clarify something for anyone that maybe um, misinterpret what I say about link building. I think link building is a great thing. The more links you have to your site, the more high-quality links you have to your site, uh, the better it's going to be because Google, not Google, uh, Google will start to see your blog as an authority because every link is kind of like another site endorsing your site. So the more high-quality links you can get to your site, the better. But what I talk about not doing is using a bunch of automated software for generating a bunch of links. Yeah, it might seem like it's going to um, you know, boost your rankings quickly, and it may, but in the long term, you might end up being penalized by Google, and you don't want to do that because you can get dropped from the search engines and your traffic go from, from hero to zero overnight, and that has happened to a lot of people that use a bunch of these um, softwares, software programs for just getting a bunch of links uh, without actually getting genuine links from people that just find your content to be high quality content um so in terms of that uh, feature from the jetpack um plugin pack from wordpress it is a good feature because that's not a link building uh thing what it does is it automatically takes your your content and it it, it kind of notifies the search engines that there is new content there um, so when someone leaves a comment uh it will automatically send uh, information to the search engines, letting them know that there's more content on that page. And when you make a post, it'll also do that. So it's just another way of notifying the search engines. It's not a way of building artificial backlinks, which is not something that I encourage for you to do. There are other people that do encourage for you to do it. And in some ways it does work. I prefer personally to be on the safe side. Put good stuff out there and get people to link to it because it's great stuff. But for this enhanced um, uh, feature, this enhanced distribution feature that comes with the Jetpack plugin, plugin pack, um, that is not a bad thing in my opinion. It just notifies that there's new content uh, and that is good because it helps you uh, to get those that new content listed in the search engines quicker. Then I have two questions that came in from John, John from AskJohnEnglish.com. So take it away, John. Hey, Leslie, this is John from Ask John English. Just a couple of quick things. First of all, just a fun one. I'm curious to know how you went with that um, health challenge that you mentioned in a podcast some time ago. Um, not that I'm dying to see you put up pictures of yourself in, in your shorts or anything like that, but I am just curious to know how that worked out for you. Um, haven't seen any comments on that anywhere. Um, and the other thing I wanted to just um, ask about or uh, is, um, so recently I finally signed up for AWeber. And one thing that I, you know, I, I must have missed in, in the many um, podcasts and videos that, that various people make on AWeber is, is the fact that you actually need to have a physical postal address to send out mail with, with AWeber. So I was uh, quite quite surprised to see my first um, mail when I set it up, with having my home address going out to my subscribers. So basically I had to deactivate my list, and so now I'm trying to um, arrange a post office box or something like that. But anyway, that's something that somehow I've just missed in all the times I've listened to calls and watched videos about AWeber that others might not realize because 
basically it is an additional cost. So, so that brings me to sort of my last question slash comment. I was wondering if you had any advice on any other sort of real-world physical things that people should be aware of. We often talk about in, in um, you know, talking about with blogs, about how to write content and um, all of this sort of stuff. But there's obviously a real-world business side to it as well. Another thing that I often wonder about are things like um, insurance and, and protection. So um, anyway, if there's anything more on sort of real-world tips and also legal tips, that would be great. Thanks. Bye. Hey, thank you for calling those in, uh, John. The first one has to do with my health challenge. If you don't know what he's talking about, uh, a few months ago I did an interview with some guys, well, with a couple um, from JetSetBody.com, and um, I, I, I took a challenge to get in shape in 90 days following their program, and I, I made a big deal out of it, and I was very active with doing that for a while. But then something happened. And I was going to make an update about this and make it into a big post in terms of how to know when to pull back from something. But what I realized is that it's a great program and I recommend it for someone that's trying to get ripped and get buff and in shape and walking on the beach in, in your shorts and everybody's looking and turning their eyes and saying, wow, that Leslie guy looks awesome. Uh, but what I started to realize was that I was investing so much time in it and that wasn't my goal. My goal isn't to have a bunch of people staring at me saying, wow, rock hard abs. I love it. No, my goal was just to be in shape. Uh, so I decided, you know what? This is something that I'm going to step back from because it does not go along with my goals. Um, it's a great program. I highly recommend it for anyone that has those specific goals. You really want to get ripped and all that kind of stuff. But that's not what I want to do. I just want to be in shape. I want to be healthy. I want to be able to live long for my family. And there were easier ways for me to do that without spending, you know, two hours in the gym every single day. Um, that's just not something I'm into. And I realized that while going through that program. And I'll, I'm going to do a more expanded post uh, on that sometime in the future because I think there are some valuable lessons to learn in that. So I want to share that with you. Now, in terms of your second question, you know, that was something I also didn't realize when I signed up for Aweber. Yes, you do have to have a physical address. And what I did was I got a P.O. box. Uh, the P.O. boxes here aren't as expensive as you mentioned, um, but I, I definitely set up a P.O. box because I, I am running a business. And as a business, you're going to have certain expenses, as you mentioned. Um, and there are a number of different expenses, especially if you are running a serious business. When I first started, uh, it was just something that I was doing on the side. It's still something I'm doing on the side, but it was just something that I was doing, you know, making a few bucks here and, and yeah, I can take an extra trip or I can buy an extra toy uh, <laughs> or an extra gadget or something of that sort. Um, but then I started taking it more seriously. And as I started taking it more seriously, my expenses started increasing. Yes, you can start a blog and build something significant by just getting hosting and spending $10 a month or something of that sort. But I want to do things at a different level, so I spend more money. 
Um, uh, there are things that you mentioned like health insurance. That is significant. If this is something that you're doing full-time, you need to make sure you have health insurance, and that is an expense. I do it part-time. I have a full-time job, so my health insurance is taken care of. Um, then there are other fees. If you're running a business, you might want to get that business incorporated, um, and I highly recommend for that. For me, I set up an LLC for interactive biology, as an example, uh, because I want to take that seriously. And you have taxes that you have to pay, uh, legal services and all those types of things. Now, I'm not a legal professional, so don't take this as legal advice. Consult with a professional where that's concerned. But there are these different things that you want to take in mind as you build your business and as you kind of look ahead and see where your business is going. When I first started, it was only me. Today, I have two outsourcers that I work with, well, actually three that I work with, and I probably spend about $900 uh, to $1,000 every month on those outsourcers because I know that it adds value to my business. I've spent a significant amount of money for equipment. This is how I'm able to podcast without editing because I have equipment that allows me to do that, um, and that was a significant investment. I take this seriously more than I've ever done before. And as you take, as you grow your business and you start seeing the potential, or maybe you've already seen that, uh, you start thinking to yourself, what are the things that I need to be able to take this to the next level? What are the expenses that I'm going to have to, you know, give up in order to build something su uh, su substantial? Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to think about when it comes to building a business uh, if you're doing it seriously. And you don't have to think about it or have it all worked out right from the beginning. But as you grow, as you expand, you learn more, you get better at what you're doing, and then you keep adding and building and building. And next thing you know, you have this massive empire that's doing massive things. Uh, so that's pretty much it for this episode. I just recorded this episode and I'm going to post it right now because it is Tuesday morning at 9.12 a.m. and it's supposed to go up at 9 o'clock. Why am I telling you all of that? I don't know. I'm just telling you all of that. Uh, but I do want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Become a Blogger. All right. If you are interested in getting started with a blog and you want to get some free training as to how to set up your blog, how to get it going, how to build a business up from your blog, go to freebloggingvideos.com. Freebloggingvideos.com and you're going to get all the resources that you need to get things going. There's a lot that you can learn um, for free, which is good because you, know, you don't want to just dive in and invest a ton of money. You want to kind of get your feet wet, learn a little bit, and that's exactly what I provide for you. So head on over to freebloggingvideos.com. Uh, make sure to follow me on Facebook, leslieonfacebook.com. And if you come over there, make sure to say hi. I like to say hi to people and respond to people and get to know people a little better. Um, so that's pretty much it for this episode, episode 90. So until next time, take care and God bless.